Hello, everybody. This is TJ and Vance with Mid-Century Homes. Welcome to the show. We're in the business of making mid-century dreams come true, and you can find out more about us online at mid-centuryhomes.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Boise Mid-Century Homes. On today's episode, we have Rob Baker with Modern Mailbox. Yeah, and Rob's been a longtime friend and previous neighbor of mine, also a fellow enthusiast. He's definitely been someone that I've trusted and respected in the world of mid-century design and architecture. He's got a lot of experience and knowledge. And today I'm excited to talk to you a little bit more about the product that he's invented that I really believe each one of you should probably own. Well, hey, should we dial him up? Let's do it. All right, Rob. Well, Vance and I have some questions for you, so let's jump right in. All right. Sounds great. So first question I have for you, um, how long has Modern Mailbox been in business? We started back in, let's see here, I believe it was 2015. It was probably shortly after I had moved into our, our uh, previous previous property, which was a, a pretty amazing mid-century modern uh home in Boise, Boise, Idaho, and was missing that one special element. Yeah. And um, how long were you noodling on this business idea? It literally, it really didn't even kind of come into fruition until we had moved into that home. Cause I had been curating, like buying and selling, curating a mid-century modern furniture for years and so it got to the point where when we had moved into our, our previous home, the whole house itself felt like a, a 1950s time capsule of just amazing, you know, pieces from the mid-century era. And there was this one eyesore that I would walk by every single day <laughs> by our front door, which was our wall-mounted mailbox. And couldn't find anything that fit the unique characteristics of her home. And so the original thought was just to kind of create something for our own home. I, I didn't even really think about the business at that point until we actually had the actual prototype. And I think that's when I had my aha moment. Yeah. And explain that aha moment to me. So I remember picking it up, picking up the prototype from our powder coat shop. And our original prototype, we did it in a kind of like a two-tone black. The front, the front of it was a coral, kind of like a pinkish orange color. And I remember right when I picked it up, I'm like, I think I got something. <laughs> like, this That's is great. pretty awesome. Yeah. That, that is really cool. And um, when, you, when you had that aha moment, did you jump all in? Or did you try to test your idea? Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, ab absolutely. So I'm, I'm a when it comes to like investing and in, in I, I don't know starting businesses and so forth. I always like to kind of get my toes a little bit wet before I jump in. And so the original thought was I wanted to test the waters because I really felt like we had something, and the original concept was well let's let's start off small let's start off with maybe like 10 units and i threw them out on etsy just to kind of see what kind of a response and reaction we would get 
And before the 10 units were even fabricated, we had sold out. So at that point, I kind of felt like I'm ready to take it to the next level. I, I really think... I think this, I think we've got something here. Yeah, so and, and, it's pretty, pretty exciting. Right. And I think that um, part of the response was the same response you had. If I'm not mistaken, you were meeting a need that hadn't been previously met, right? Like there's post-mounted versions of these, but there wasn't really nothing on the market that was, you know, for, for mounting to the actual house being correct. on foot delivered. Yeah, correct. At, at the time, I mean, there... There were other I would I would consider contemporary wall mounted mailboxes, but I really didn't feel that there was anything that was really specific or influenced by mid-century modern architecture. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt like I, 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 you know, I started it based on my own need for needing something for our own home, but then obviously saw the opportunity of, OK, well, there really isn't much out there for other I don't want to say hardcore mid-century enthusiasts but you know that aesthetic there really isn't any there wasn't anything out 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 at at the time um at least that i i like from a wall mounted perspective right and and back to um when you were in the prototyping phase and you're trying to create something that that you would like or that you would desire which by the way is really cool that you're your own target market i love that yeah obviously we have similar business models and that we're all mid-century enthusiasts and we're our own target markets as well um so i i love that about our businesses but but when you were trying to kind of source you know style and colors and and variations of shapes like what was it that you were trying to create what was that aesthetic i mean tell me about that process what you were wanting that was going to meet your own you know, qualifications. Sure. So from, from a shape standpoint, I guess we'll start there from a shape standpoint. I, I just kind of you referenced your, your standard kind of horizontal basic mailbox. And I thought, how can I jazz this up if, if you will, and kind of make it more streamlined, modern, clean. What, one of my, um, uh, one of my issues that kind of drives me crazy from a, de- from a design perspective is when I, when I look at something and, and I see kind of like rivets and external hardware and stuff like that, it kind of drives me crazy because I feel it takes away from the design. Mm-hmm. So from the very beginning, when we were kind of creating prototypes, I really was passionate about being able to create something where none of the hardware was exposed. It was just completely hidden, um, super clean lines. And I'll, I'll, I don't want to compare it to, but I'll reference, like if you're looking at like the Eames lounge chair and you compare that to a knockoff Plycraft version where all of the panels have the exposed screws Whereas on the Eames lounge chair, all of that is hidden, which I think just makes it so special and unique. And I really wanted to try to accomplish something similar in a mailbox, even though that (laughs) kind of sounds ridiculous, but that's me. Well, the other similarity I see in your mailbox as well is, you know, some of the cabinetry 
that's original to the era that when we're out, you know, doing the work that we do, if we ever run into an original cabinet that's got, um, you know, a, a smaller um, front to back line on the bottom that graduates to a larger front to back line. So it's got that sure. 45 degree angle from the bottom to the top. Your mailbox yep. takes like a similar format. Yes, absolutely. So from from the, the shape perspective, kind of like the the pitch of the lid, the, you know, the, the kind of the arch sidewalls, et cetera. I was really trying to encompass that whole mid-century vibe, mm -hmm. if you will. And then even if you're looking at kind of like the front cutouts, um, which who, who else in the, in the world is going to be crazy enough to do a mailbox with with open openings on the front, right? You, you are, <laughs> only you me. are, <laughs> only me, but I, I figured, you know, I, you know, grew up seeing, you know, the, the neighborhoods that I lived in when I grew up, etc. I was used to seeing those super cool doors with those kind of staggered windows yep. and cutouts and so forth. And it, it just seems so cool and iconic. Yeah. That when I was, you know, doing my original doodles and, and sketches of, of a potential mailbox, I kept referencing those similar kind of um, cutouts. Right. And I somehow wanted to incorporate that. And then also another, another thing is instead of me having to constantly go out and see if my mail's been delivered, I thought it would be a pretty simple solution to with the cutouts to easily identify, Oh, okay. The mailman's already been here. I can clearly see my mail. You know what? Is you know what's funny is I have one and I use it that way often without even thinking that that was a thing. Oh, that yeah. is cool. Never, never yeah. even crossed my mind that that wasn't normal. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. I think, uh, I think go. that's a perfect correlation to make with, within uh, mid-century design is they're trying to encapsulate form and function you know, performing together cohesively. So you obviously did that. Oh yeah. Well, I, I guess I can say that now. <laughs> at, the time, at the time, I guess it kind of worked out. Yeah. Right? That's so funny. Well, as, as, uh, and, and actually reference to, um, your choice of colors, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So my passion for mid-century design, mid-century architecture, um, George Nelson is one of my favorite designers, not, not only George Nelson, but, you know, many others. But so George Nelson, George Nelson Associates, all of his staff, the clocks that they produced during that era, especially like the multicolor ball clock, the multicolor, you know, starburst clock, that color palette has always stuck with mm -hmm. me. And if you look at the, you know, the coral, the kind of the robin egg blue color, um, I referenced that when I was trying to figure out my original color, color ways, if you will, for the mailboxes. And although they're not a perfect match, um, and part of that's the, the powder coat shop I was working at, that was kind of dealing with what they had in stock at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but ironically, they were pretty darn close with, with uh, the colors on that George Nelson clock. Right, so, right kind of kind of turned out well yeah that's cool and as all creators do and as you know we have seen you do with your houses that you have owned here in Boise um you can't stop 
right? <laughs> no, <laughs> so, I can't. I can't. So now, you know, you've got this really great wall-mounted or, or you know, house-mounted mailbox. You're like, you know, maybe I should produce a post-mounted mailbox too. Why not? <laughs> exactly. Well, from from the very beginning, uh, well, not from the very beginning, but right after we did the wall mount, really the the next phase has always been a post mount. Oh, it has. Okay. And yeah, and so the holdup is my struggle with. I don't want to say trying to. And I don't. I'm not trying to. I don't think, you know, anything's perfect, but for me personally, I drew hundreds and hundreds of post mount uh, drawings just to try to figure out design, something different, something that's a little unique. And I met with my fabricator multiple times over the past four years and I, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with the end result until the one we finally launched. And so it's, it's been this process of four years of really trying to accomplish kind of the same um, goals we had with the wall mount one, where all the hardware's hidden, clean, modern lines, something a little unique and different. And I am super excited about the latest post mount. I, I really feel like it, it's a perfect complement to the wall mount side from a design perspective. And it, I feel offers something a little unique compared to what else is on the market right now. Right, And I'll say for the listeners, um, you know, your original concept was probably, you know, the most exciting and and the most rewarding and the most challenging. You're going to continue to create products and offerings um, in their own unique right, uh, through a, through, through oh, yeah. a various offering set. And you can check all of that out at modern mailbox.com. Correct. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. And the, the funny thing I'll point out too, is I'm, I'm not a metal fabricator. Um, I wouldn't even call myself a designer. And so a lot of times when I'm coming up with these wacky ideas, I'll meet with my metal fabricator and kind of, uh, you know, have my cardboard uh, mock-up in front of them and try to explain my vision. And you know what? Sometimes my, my crazy vision doesn't always match what's capable right, right. <laughs> with the elements of metal and fabrication. So sometimes I kind of have to sit back and refine. And it, the end result, I think, always turns out better um, through the process. Yeah. So that's that's been such a fun exciting thing for me to experience throughout this this business right and maybe one day you'll be able to call yourself a designer <laughs> let's help so. four let's more help years so. there you go <laughs> well rob uh so aside from your your previous home which actually made it inside uh into a spread in atomic ranch magazine um what is the coolest mid-century home you have ever visited and what made it so cool Oh, geez. I would say, I was going to say two. I'm going to, I'm going to summarize it down to one. And both of them are by the same architect, uh, Art Troutner here in Boise, but the Phillips house, the Phillips house was absolutely incredible. 
And the thing that just absolutely left me speechless was the fact that it is still intact in with all of its original detail. Mm -hmm. Like it, it just blew my mind to walk through that, that beauty and just experience the way it was when it was built. Cause so many of these mid century homes have been, uh, you know, changed hands so many times over the decades and, you know, several of them, unfortunately, have experienced such bad remodels or incorrect remodels. And so it was so special to be able to walk through that home and just see the ac- absolute beauty of how it was when that when that home was. Yeah, of a, of, so I, that was of cool. an original owner who cared well for his home. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Totally agreed there. Um. So uh, do you have any unchecked items on your mid-century bucket list as far as things you'd like to see or places to go? So TJ and I have had this conversation in the past and Palm Springs is somewhere that I need to go. It's my bucket list (laughs) location. (laughs) However, I literally feel that if I went, my head would explode. (laughs) I don't think I can handle it. I literally don't think I could handle going. I I think it would be so like sensory overload that anything after that would just be so dull and, and uh, disappointing. So I'm kind of (laughs) saving that until later in life. Well, just a, a kid in a candy store. There you yeah, go. Also knowing that the pain that you would be putting yourself through trying to figure out how you could scheme to move there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I've always, I've always uh, wanted to, to go to Palm Springs and, you know, there's other, other homes like Stahl house, Eames house, any, you know, Craig Elwood, uh, um, Pierre Koenig, like any of those beauty any of the greats, but like I said before, I, I feel like one, it would just be pure disappointment <laughs> after seeing anything yeah. else. You've got to experience it at some point though, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, so, uh, well, how long have you, have you been personally living in Boise? So I moved to Boise in 1999 to go to uh, Boise State University and I absolutely love this city. Um, I, I've toyed with the idea of moving to Portland, you know, several times. And Boise always, you know, keeps me here. It's just such a great hidden gem of a, of a city. Yeah, and what's your, uh, what's your favorite thing about our amazing little big city? I, I always say that it's not too big, not too small, not too hot, not too cold. And literally it's like anywhere else I've ever gone, it's been fun. But then if I compare it to Boise, I'm just Mm -hmm. like, it can't even match. It's, you know, the outdoors, the uh, accommodations, you still have kind of the city life and you can, you know, drive, you know, what, 20 minutes 30 minutes and be at a ski resort i mean it's it's yeah. just and all the rivers here. and great things that that our little city has to offer what's one thing that you think boise does not have that you wish it did oh geez i i would say more 
mid-century yeah. modern homes. Yeah, we've got we've got eleven thousand of them, and six hundred and fifty-one of them sold last year. But I would agree with you that the ones that fit into the mid-century modern of the era category are a little bit light. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it, it is it is pretty neat to see some new architects building and developing new communities that are, you know, clearly influenced mm-hmm. from the era. But geez, it is it is such it's such a treat to actually see those iconic characteristics right. of those original homes. Yeah. The you know, the woodwork, the stone, the layout, the floor plans. It's just it's so yeah. hard to replicate that. No, totally agree. Um, and uh, it would be fun if there were um, more than 18 Art Troutner homes. <laughs> <laughs> Makes them more special. But there's a lot. Yeah. There you go. They are, they are so fun, though, to, to be able to, to walk through and just think about being in Boise, Idaho at that time. And just like the Phillips house, how unique and different that house was. It's just so cool mm-hmm. to have that here. in Yeah. And, and two more questions for you before we let you go. Um, where did your love and appreciation for all things mid-century come from? So I have always thrived to be a little unique and different. I grew up in a small town. I always kind of wanted to do my own thing and, and kind of, you know, go against the grain, be a little bit different. And I remember when I was I, a young kid, we'll just say a young kid, um, my grandparents had, had passed away and, um, during, you know, the process of, uh, you know, you know, going through the estate or whatnot, my parents, had brought back this dish set of Franciscan um, stoneware. If, if the, the pattern is the, the Sputnik mm-hmm. pattern. And it was in our garage for years and years in a box wrapped up in newspaper. And I remember one day being kind of curious and, you know, trying to get into things, opened up that box in the garage and saw it. And it kind of just hit me like, whoa, you know, this is totally different. You know, kind of the off-shaped plates, the cool space-age pattern. It just, it struck me. And ever since then, I've had that bug of being in love with that design. And on a side note, when I ended up buying my first home, that was my housewarming gift for my parents. Um, and, and that dish set has moved with me to each, each home I've moved into, and I still have it displayed in our China cabinet in our dining room. So I get a, appreciate yeah, it every a, a day. A nod to where the uh, infancy of your passion came from. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. That's really, really yep. cool. Well, okay, last question for you. Who is currently on your musical playlist? So my, one of my favorite bands of all time are the Bad Brains, which the name sounds a little, a little wild, but it's an old punk rock band from kind of like the seventies, eighties. They still play today. And 
the interesting thing about their music is it's so aggressive, fast, loud. But if you actually listen to the lyrics, they're very positive. Like my favorite song by them is a song called Attitude. And there's a phrase that they reference in the song PMA, which stands for positive mental attitude and learning a little bit more about the group and that particular song, the lead singer had actually been influenced by the Napoleon Hill book, think and grow rich, which if, if you've read it or if you've heard about it before, the whole book is about basically just having a really positive outlook in life. Um, and just, you know, positive karma, better, you know, put that positive energy out, positive things mm-hmm. come your way. And so that's, that's how I attempt to live my life. I'm still working <laughs> on it on a daily Aren't we basis. All? <laughs> well, I there would say go. fast, aggressive, and always has something good to say. That pretty much defines you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, hey, Rob. Thanks so much for spending some time with us on the call today. Uh, I know that um, a lot of our local and national followers are paying close attention to your products and have plenty of them out on their own homes. But you can find out more online at modern-mailbox.com. And uh, again, just really appreciate your time on the phone with us today. Well, thank you guys. It was great. And I appreciate you participate or having me participate. Absolutely. In this. It was fun. Till next time on next up.